Good evening, everyone. This is podcast 14, and I really appreciate you tuning in again, and I hope you guys all listen through podcast 1 through 13. This one's going to be a little heated today. My name is Jim, and this is Marketing Beef, according to Jim, and I'm, I'm going to be starting off with a couple of different things that I kind of discovered this weekend. I did a long trip this weekend and up through all of Nebraska and uh, South Dakota, the Black Hills, and had a lot of time to think and a lot of time to ponder and, and see a lot of things, saw a lot of cattle, a lot of farms, and just a lot of things went through my head. And, and there's just one thing that keeps sticking out all the time, and, it, and it's just pissing me off to no end. And, and I'm going to kind of share it with you here a little bit. And I get a little heat about it because it's just so obvious and it's such a ridiculous thing that everybody's doing, and I can't get over it. And it, it just can't get through people's heads. They're screwing up. They're screwing up their business. They're screwing up their customers. They're screwing up everything. And I'll get to that to here in a second. Because it's really one of the, the keys to success is one quality product. Okay, you got to have a quality product. It all starts with a quality product. I've been talking about this for a long time. If you don't have a quality product, get out of it. Just go sell your stuff to the, to the sale barn, to the auction, and let McDonald's and stuff buy the beef. But if you're not, if you don't want to build a quality product, just don't even listen to this podcast, really, because this is about this podcast is for people that want to do it right. If you don't build a quality or you don't produce a quality product, all you're doing is screwing everybody else. Okay, everybody's hard work is going down the drain because when you put a, a inferior product out there and people are tasting it and it tastes like crap, to them all beef tastes like crap. And if you're trying to promote a grass-fed beef or or whatever and it tastes like crap. They're going to think all that tastes like crap. The neighbor down the road may have the best selling, best quality, the best tasting beef in the world, but to a customer, doesn't matter. This guy produced crappy beef that all tastes like that. That's what I think about supermarkets. I buy beef in the supermarket. It tastes like crap. I get an upset stomach. I can't eat it. Get gas. I mean, the whole ball of wax. I can't eat it. So I think all supermarket beef is that way. Probably not true, but it's in my head. Um, develop a quality product. That's the very foundation of your business. Without it, you don't have anything. Second of all is marketing. People spend a lot of time on marketing. They spend a lot of money on fancy stuff, on promotions and, and websites and uh, Facebook. And, and I don't know what they're trying to achieve by it. I don't know what they're hoping to get. If they're hoping to people just to see it and go, oh my God, he's got a website. I want to call this guy and, and, and buy beef. I don't know. You know, a lot of people don't just go out and talk to people face to face, mano a mano. I don't know why. I have yet to see it and and ask about buying their beef. I mean, I've driven through a lot of places this weekend, put a lot of miles on my pickup, and there's a lot of towns out there that don't have supermarkets that have maybe 200 people, 500 people in it. There's towns of two or three thousand. I even have one supermarket by. Guarantee you their beef production or their beef selection is not that good. Anybody that sells beef around those areas can have a gold mine if they're just marketing local. There's no need to go outside a long distance to sell your beef. There's so much right around you. Even the most desolate areas of South Dakota, Nebraska, there's a lot of people if you look for them around. And they're not farmers, they're not ranchers, they're just regular people trying to make a living. 
but they got to eat. You sell a product, go ask them if they, if they would like to buy your beef. Why not? Why do you, why do people constantly say, I got to have the fanciest website. I got to have the, the, the I got to send out 10 million emails. Um, so I get a couple bites. You know, they spend all this money in email addresses and, and all this time typing and, and sending stuff out. Then they sit by the computer and wait and look and wait and wait for people to get on and go, I want to buy some beef or the, for the phone to ring. Yeah, the law of numbers, the law of averages says, yes, somebody will do that. You send out enough, you will get some response. No doubt about it. You may get some, if you live in Nebraska and you're doing it, you may get some guy uh, down in Louisiana that wants to buy some beef. Hooray. Now you guys package it, ship it, get it down there. You'll never see him again because somebody else is going to send him an email later. And plus, you're never going to sell him additional products. You're never going to sell him pork, cheek, uh, chicken, beef, turkey, um, eggs. You're never going to sell him pumpkins. You're never going to sell him Christmas trees. You're never going to sell him fish. You're never going to sell him berries, wine. I mean, nothing. You made a one-time sale, and that's it. All that time, all that money, you've made a sale. Now you got to start all over again and try to find another person to replace him so you can increase and grow your business. Because if you, you got to find two now. You got to find somebody to replace him just to equal what you did before. And now you got to find somebody besides that to increase your business. So you got to find two customers for that one that you sold. Doesn't make much sense to me. It seems to me like a lot of work. Okay. Which is fine. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. And I see a lot of stuff on the internet about how you can make all this money selling, selling your beef. All you got to do is send out all these emails and do this and this, all these gimmicks. You know, if you can't sell your beef without a gimmick, you're in the wrong business. Gimmicks don't sell anything. Okay. I'm selling a quality, high-end product that is the best beef in the world. It's the best tasting, it's the best and most nutritious, it's the healthiest beef in the world. I don't need a gimmick to sell it. I just need to ask people, do you want to buy it? I just want to let people know what I do, and it, it is available for them to buy. And I just sell it to them, okay? That's my marketing. I am not going to spend a bunch of money on fancy stuff and a gimmick to get people to buy my stuff. Now, the third one, so you got quality product and marketing. Now, the third one is the one that puts me under more than anything. People can spend all kinds of money developing a quality product, all kinds of money marketing. They can sell somebody and then poof, never hear from again. Never hear from you, the farmer, the rancher again. Why? Do you, does something, does it, the customer piss you off enough where he buys from you that you never want to talk to him again? Are you embarrassed? Are you too much work to contact that customer after he purchased some beef from you? How come nobody does it? And I'm not saying nobody, but I'm saying the vast, vast, vast majority of ranchers do not contact their customers after the sale about anything. How was your beef? And I give you some tips on grilling it. Who's, who's eating it? When are you going to eat it next? Give me, give me your feedback. How does it taste? What can I do better? Um, when's your next purchase? It's called follow-up. Follow-up is the key to success. One of the most important keys to success is follow-up. Think about it. I think if I tell people all the time, look, I bought, I bought like $3,000 worth of furniture. I'm a single guy. I furnished my place. 
No one's ever called me afterwards. No one's ever asked me how I like the furniture. No one's ever asked me my lifestyle or, or what's going on. Say, up a couple months later, say, hey, how's the new furniture? Or do you want to add anything to your decor? I see you bought this, this, and this. Hey, I got this new piece in. Um, I think it'd look great in your place. I got this new throw rug. I know you bought a throw rug. It's getting about six months old. We can, Let's change it up, make your place look a little newer. Um, I got this new throw rug in. It's 85 bucks. How would let's, let's get that. I'll send it to you. It'll look great in your place. Or, hey, see, you don't have a kitchen table. I got new kitchen tables in today. I mean, whatever. How's the mattress you bought? I mean, I got a new bed covering for it. I got a new nightstand that just came in. I think it would look great with your place. A new lamp that came in. You know, no one's ever just done that. I would have bought so much more stuff if some person would have said, this would look great in your place. I'd go, really? They go, yeah, this would be key. You would look, this would look so good. I would believe them. It's like, great, I'll buy it. I want to look good. I want to have my place look good. Okay, I want a new throw rug. I'd buy it, but I'm too busy to go out back 45 miles away to the to the store, the furniture store where I got stuff. I'm not going to go in and go looking because I'm not looking for anything. But if somebody said, hey, you thought about this. This is new. This is no one else has it. This is unique for your place. I'm thinking, yeah, great. Let's do it. Bring it over. Send it. Whatever you got to do. Okay. They deliver here twice or deliver here three times a week. Yeah, bring it over in the next truck. Okay, here's my credit card. Boom, sale. Do that all the time. Or what if I had kids that were uh, going to college and they knew that? Say, so, hey, I see your, your daughter's going to, or your son's going to college. He's got, he's got a dorm room. Hey, I, got a, I got a dorm room package here that I think he would love. It's got this, a dorm refrigerator. It's got bunk beds. It's got blank, 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 blank. You know, all for this money. It would save you a lot of time. We'll deliver it for you to there. We'll even set it up in the, uh, in the dorm for you. Heck yeah. I don't have to carry anything. I, got to, I don't have to set anything up, spend three hours in the dorm room setting stuff up, and I got to buy it anyway. You see everybody at Target when they go deliver the kids off, they all go to Target and they're buying everything. They're buying futons. They're buying all kinds of crap because they didn't bring it with them. If someone called me up and said, hey, thank you for your business. I know you love our furniture that I've sold you. I see your, your son's going to college. I got this, this, and this available for this. I may buy all of it. Maybe I just buy a couple pieces. But again, it's follow-up. Nobody is following up with your customers and asking them to buy additional products. Why? I bought beef the other day and I took some beef over to uh, some friends of mine. And they said, the first thing they said was, God, God, we haven't had real beef in a long time. What is real beef? You mean to tell me these people, uh, they, they think the beef they buy at the grocery store isn't real beef? When I told them where I bought it, and it was locally, you know, it was a local farm, and or it wasn't really local, but it was a farm, just got butchered, it's brand new, blah, blah, blah. And they were like excited. I mean, they were very excited. Like, this is real beef. They plopped it on the grill, we ate it, and it was like, you think they've been to heaven and back. This is like, they said, this is my, this is my, oh my God, this is like really good, really good tender beef. Okay. And I told probably, I've, but I've told five or six couples already about the beef I bought. I haven't, haven't had anybody call me back yet since I bought it. No one's ever asked me how I liked it. No one's ever asked me if you have any referrals or anybody that you know of that might like it. They could have called my friends and said, hey, I heard you had some of Jim's beef, um, which is mine. I, I, I raised it. Would you be interested in, in purchasing some? Oh, gosh. Too much freaking work. 
I'd rather go back to the computer and write out 15,000 emails and get to know people that are five states away and never see them again. Okay. They, they, now they got beef. They, if these people buy beef from them, say, hey, you can, now you can start sending them stuff periodically. Hey, I got a big, I got uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. I got heritage turkeys that I can give, that I can let you have. 75 bucks or whatever for a heritage turkey. I've got seven left. Um, they're not, a, not, haven't been sold. If you want to commit to one today, I'll, I'll put, I'll put your name on it. Another sale. Hey, I've got some pork coming due. It's grass fed pork or it's the best pork you've ever eaten. It'll be ready for Christmas or I got a prime rib or whatever it is. You're selling. It's called selling, follow-up, marketing, selling. Why doesn't anybody do that? What's so hard? You spend so much time trying to, to, to get a new customer you spend zero time keeping the customer. You expect this customer to keep buying from you. When a customer, if you put yourself in a customer's seat, when, a, when I'm a customer, when I look and say, where do I want to buy my stuff from? Once I decide to give you my money, I'm interested in you. I am excited for you. I want to be part of your operation. I'm looking to, to be your customer. I'm looking for that feedback back. All it takes is a little bit of feedback back from the owners asking me how things were and you got me for life. I'll never buy anywhere again. I've, you've already gained my trust. I've got the product, tried it, loved it, sold. Never asked for price, never asked for anything besides that. But if you don't follow up with your customers, you have just left so much money on the table, and it's a huge disappointment. It's a disappointment for the customer because they want to keep buying from you, but no one will let them. Selling beef is not a one-time sale. It's, you can sell three or four, five times a, a year to somebody buying beef. Now, they can upgrade me... Next time to a quarter beef or half beef. Say, hey, I can save you some money. I got a cow coming or a cow coming available in three months. I can save you a little bit of money if you buy a half or even a quarter. Okay. I got two options. Yeah. I think I'd like to say something. I want you to put me down for I'm a single guy. will put me down for a quarter. Okay. Would you know anybody else I might want the other quarter? I think I do. Great. Can you call him for me and ask him if he'd like it? Or do you want me to call him? No, I'll call him. Ding ding ding. Hey Bob. I got a quarter beef available. You like the beef that I gave you the other night? I got a quarter beef available in three months. Do you want to put, you know, have me uh, put your name on it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Boom. I sold it for him. It's so simple, but yet nobody wants to do it. Don't get it. I really don't get how you're building a business, yet you refuse to build the business. And you'd like to, you'd, some people just love to struggle. I don't, they just love to struggle. If, if you can't go into a town of two or 300 people and knock on doors or go talk to people um, walking down the street and be visible all the time, be part of that community and just say, hey, I sell beef. I sell, I sell 100%. I sell the best beef in the world. I really do. Would you be interested in purchasing some when you're ready? Yes. Here's my card. By the way, when, when do you plan on buying your next purchase of beef? Hey, we're having a farm tour, a farm party coming out here in a week or two. I would love for you and, are you married? Yes, I'd love to have you and your wife come out and see it. Oh boy, 
These people in a town of two or 300 people, there is no entertainment. They're looking for things to do. They're looking for friends. They want to be part of something. They all seem like they're forgotten out there. Nobody pays attention to them. And now you're inviting them out to your ranch as a friend. Say, yeah, I'd like to get to know you and your wife. Why don't you guys come out and join us? We're having some other folks come out. And uh, we're going to have some events going on. Some, we're going to have a barbecue and we're going to have a little music, a couple drinks and stuff. If you're interested, if you don't, we've got coffee and pop, whatever you prefer. Why don't you guys come on out? Do you think they're going to say no? They're going to say yeah. And now you got them for life. If you continue to follow up with them and continue to talk to them, I don't need to get on the computer and email them. If you were a car salesman, how many cars have you bought in your life? How many cars have your son, your daughters bought in their life? How many cars has your brothers and sisters bought in their life? Their mom and dads. If I sell you a car, I'm, I'm, I need to get to know you because your life's going to change a lot over the years. You might go from a sports car to a, you got married. You might want a, a four-door sedan or a sports car. Now you got pregnant, you got kids. Now you need to go to a minivan. Kids are gone. Now you need to go to uh, back to a sports car or maybe you need to bring your bought a farm or maybe you need you got more kids. You need to buy a Suburban or a, or a full-size truck. You got kids going to college. So you need to buy a couple four, five, six thousand dollar cars. You've got all these purchases that you can make if the salesman would just continue to follow up with them as their life, as your life changes, you're going to need additional product. You're going to need different product. You're going to need things to meet your lifestyle. How many salesmen do you know in any profession, any profession that has continued to follow you through your life and has consistently contacted you or even remembers you if you go to the, if you go somewhere and he sees you, do you have anybody in any profession that remembers you or continually contacts you and sells you additional stuff? Wouldn't you like that? Not somebody that calls you every day and being a nuisance and stuff, but somebody that remembers you, knows you, and they're there for you. And you don't care if they call you. Say, hey, hey, Bob, I see your uh, daughter's going to college here in a couple months. I see she's, uh, she's a senior this year. She's going to be needing a car. Hey, she needs to find somebody she can trust to be comfortable with, go out and drive cars. She doesn't want to just be dealt, dealing with anybody. You know, you can trust me and I can show her all kinds of cars, the ins and outs. I can make sure she gets a good car, not some piece. You know, I'm building a relationship with this family. I'm not going to sell her anything I wouldn't buy myself. I'll give her her. I'll take care of her at college. If she has any mechanical problems, here's my card. I'll take care of her. You know, all this stuff. Has anybody ever done that? No, I can't think of anybody. I can't even tell you how many cars I've bought in my life and how many cars I've bought in my kids. I'm, I mean, it's way up there. No one's ever called me. Same with the beef. Same with furniture. Same with fencing. Same with uh, anything, uh, skid loaders I've bought, the tractors that I've bought. The No one's ever called me with the uh, four-wheeler, all the four-wheelers that I've bought. Uh, no one's ever contacted me and ask me how things are going and offer me suggestions how to improve my situation. God, if somebody would have called me on a skid loader or a, a four-wheeler and said, hey, they just came out with a $1,500 rebate. I'd love to have yours because I got somebody that's looking for a used one. I can give you this for it. This would cost you on a brand new one with this rebate. It only cost you this. Would you be interested? Gosh, I probably would be. But no one's ever done it. It's too much work. 
The same with your beef. Follow-up is the key to longevity. You spend so much time of your life developing a quality product, and now you're learning marketing. It's not comfortable, but once you realize people really want what you are producing, it gets to be a lot easier, and it's a lot more settling, and it's a lot easier to approach people when you know you've got a product people want. There isn't anybody out there that I could ever run into in my life who would once say that fresh beef off from a local rancher is crap compared to buying it in a store. Nobody that I have ever run into has said that. And if you are out there diligently trying to produce a quality product, you will. And when you do your farm tours and you bring people out, they're going to see it. And when you get a long line of people, of different things you can sell to people, like when I, was, when I was going around in Nebraska, South Dakota, I noticed so many different operations. There's people that do wood carving. There's people that do wine. There's people that do uh, pork. There's people that do um, uh, pumpkins and Christmas trees and, and wreaths. And there's people that do just beef jerky, all kinds of stuff that you can latch onto and, get, and work, get a working relationship together with them and help each other sell each other's products. And you, all, you both will make money doing it. If you do that enough, and you get enough vendors, you're constantly getting money without having to have any inventory. And you're constantly promoting other people. They'll promote you. You're constantly, the only bad, the only downside to it is it's, you, you get really busy. I mean, the phone rings a lot. And you're always busy. I mean, that's the downside to it. So go out and go out in a 50-mile radius and see who's, who's building what, who's doing what. Go to county fairs and look at all the craftsmen and get to know them. Say, where are you from? What do you build? What, you know, can I latch on to you? Can we work together? Can I make an appointment with you? You and I can work together and help each other out. No one's going to say no. Go to state fairs. Go to vendor shows. Go to uh, flea markets. Um, Go to shows that people have all around and look and see who the vendors are that produce stuff. You'll, you'll be amazed how many people produce stuff, how many people that produce eggs, uh, jewelry, hunting stuff, leather goods. There's, a, there's an unlimited amount of people that produce something. And you can w- develop a working relationship with them, make money by selling, them to you, selling your customers their products and not have to have any inventory. This is, this is key. And one thing I want to say is I went to a store in the Black Hills in Deadwood. Maybe you guys have been there. And there was a store that sold nothing but beef jerky. That's all they sold. Wall-to-wall, every kind of beef jerky imaginable. And I walked in. I tried some samples, and I bought some. And I was, as I was checking out, I asked the owner. I said, hey, where's all your beef come from? Is there a local farm? Uh, does it come from one farmer? Well, we got all kinds of blah, 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 blah. And I said, oh, wait, you don't have one farmer that produces all this? He goes, no, this is the franchise. We get boxes of beef jerky shipped to us every day, and we hang it up. So you don't have any clue where this is coming from. No. I thought, what a waste. You know, nobody is being promoted. Nobody is being bragged about, like, this is the best beef. This is how it's raised. You know, it kind of turned me off because... I tried a couple of samples. It doesn't really, my the friend I was with, we both said it doesn't really taste like real beef. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it came. 
I don't know. I don't know where it came from. I don't know how old the beef was. I don't know if it was something they bought at an auction and, they, and the beef was just, you know, was it mass produced? And I don't know what I'm eating. Um, so I thought, what a great concept, though. You can have a farm store or a store with nothing but, but beef jerky, all kinds of different flavors, and they had free samples everywhere, which is great. But at least you have something to brag about. This is locally owned beef raised by this ranch, this family. This is how it's raised. This is what we do. This is how old it is. It's quality. 100% grade A quality beef. Who in the world, if they knew, if there was a sign on the front door of this franchise that said, we don't have a freaking clue where this beef comes from. We don't know how old it is. We don't know where it came from. We don't know if it was sick, if it was healthy, if it was laying on the damn floor when we butchered it up. Would anybody buy it? What if a sign said, this is locally grown beef, the highest quality beef in the world, the healthiest beef in the world, raised by this ranch, this family. Here's a blah, blah, here's a look. Do you think more people would be more apt to buy? I would. I'd, that's the only place I'd ever buy. I would travel however far I got to go to go back to that place to buy that because I don't want to go buy some product. I don't know where the hell the beef came from. I still got to eat it. So this is what you're doing. You're promoting your business. You're promoting for the quality product, creative marketing, and you're doing follow-up. And you're marketing by talking to people. That's what you do to, gain, to, to have a successful business. Your life will get so much easier and it'll be so much more fun when you're doing it this way. So, again, sometimes I get really angry because I can't understand why people in the sales business do not want to maintain and, and retain their customers. They will spend as much time and money trying to get new customers, but they won't retain them. And buying this beef from the store, no one's ever asked my name. No one's asked my phone number, my email. They could have sent out coupons to me, say, hey, when you come back to Deadwood, I'll give you 10% off. You know, if it was the real stuff, I'm never going back there again because I just don't like eating crap that I don't know where it's coming from. I, I mean, really. Beef, there's such a wide variety of beef quality in, in, this, in this world. And for me to eat beef that no one knows where it came from, eh, I don't want to put it in my belly. You know, there's other alternatives. So, but if they did have a local ranch raise it and it was really good beef and they gave out coupons, I'd be back. If they say, hey, mail this to us, we'll send it to you. There's a small shipping charge, but use this coupon and we will send it to you. I'd do it in a heartbeat. Because right now, a friend of mine, actually, a friend of mine and I, we buy beef. Um, we buy, uh, well, we buy beef from a place in Nebraska um, and it ships it and they ship it to us. Uh, beef, sorry, beef jerky. We buy the spicy beef jerky all the time and they ship it to us from Nebraska. Quality stuff, love it. But, does he do it right? Not really. He doesn't ever call us. But for some reason, we like the beef, and we, and we don't know any other place to go, so we keep buying from. But I guarantee if somebody walked in and said, hey, I make beef jerky, and they gave it to me to try, they said, we grow it locally. It's here. It's fresh. You know, this is what the cows we use. This is how we raise it. This is how old it is. This is what we do. I guarantee I'm switching. I'll be buying it from this person. And they gave me a, they followed me and gave us a coupon. Say, hey, here's your next purchase. There's 10% off your next purchase. Let me know. I'll hand deliver it to you or you can order it. 
um, and I'll give you uh, $5 off uh, every time you refer someone to us, I'm there. I'm done. If you want to, and if they said, hey, you want to come out to the farm and see how we raise it? We're having a farm tour in a week. We'd love to have you guys come out. Come on out. Love to see it. I want you to see how we raise our beef. Dude, I ain't buying anywhere else. I ain't buying anywhere else. You got me. I mean, that's how simple it is. Does anybody do it? No. Why? Don't know. Can't figure it out. Can't figure it out. So I'm done venting, and that's, uh, if you guys would like any help with any of this, feel free to call me, 319-213-4672. And this is Jim, and you can get on the uh, Facebook page, uh, Marketing Beef According to Jim, and you can reach me there um, or write me a note. But I would love to help you. If any of you guys want any help on this stuff or get some ideas, just give me a call. I'd love to help you. So I appreciate you listening, and you guys have a good night. Enjoy this great weather, and I'll be talking to you in about a week.